Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. War Report family, it's the morning drop, man. Your man Ike Jones in here, man. We are talking a little Auburn basketball. Auburn with a big win against Missouri last night. And the question we want to ask you all is KD Johnson possibly the key to unlocking Auburn's offense? Let's talk about it right here on the drop, man. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. It is Wednesday morning, February 15th. Your man, Ike Jones, Mike G in the place to be. War Rapport family, we are here. Morning drop. Talking a little more basketball, man. A little basketball season is, is upon us. I know some people have moved on from basketball, but we are here talking basketball this morning. We want to know, based upon what we saw last night, and what we've been seeing is KD possibly a big key, a major key for this team. Yeah. So uh, we talked a lot, Ike, about Wendell Green needing to score. Mm-hmm. And last night he did not hit a field goal for one field goal. Yeah. Over four, four from the field, five points all from the free throw line. But nine assists. Uh, facilitated the basketball well. Zero turnovers last night. Yeah. And Auburn had one of their most efficient offensive games. Uh, who saw that coming? I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I think it's going to be interesting moving forward. If KD can maintain that level of scoring, it takes a lot of pressure off of Wendell to not have to press uh, when he can trust his teammates to his shots. Mm-hmm. But Auburn has to find scoring. KD, because he's been coming off the bench, I think, had become kind of an afterthought when it came to finding a go-to score. But it seemed to work. And, you know, he started the first five minutes of the second half on the bench. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, He started four for four from three. Uh, Auburn was 50% for three. They shot 48% from the field. They have won a majority of the games that they shot 45% or better from the field. And um, they've just got to find a way to keep that going. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there was, I think it was a pleasant surprise last night to see, you know, our favorite little psycho <laughs> go nuts, you know, yeah. from the field last night. Yeah. Now, KD had a great first half. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. I had to rewatch. Oh, wow. Thanos mug. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. It's that kind of morning. That's how okay. I felt after the win. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. I felt like I had the infinity stones. For sure. For sure. Yeah, um, snapped Missouri out. Yeah. Uh, Missouri had a tough time last night trying to find something. But KD, I think this is what, so this is a thing that I've been saying, I think, for a couple of weeks now. KD Johnson has been steadily playing better and better and better. Like he, he got benched earlier this season. There was an issue going on. He got uh, basically, Bruce Pearl held him out for a game. And when he came back from that, he looks tentative. He looks like he just didn't really have the same 
when he he wasn't engaged in the game in the way that you normally see KD engaged in games. Uh, his offense, he just kind of looked very passive. He wasn't in attack right. mode. Um, and then when he started to get into attack mode, he didn't he didn't seem as if he really knew what his place was going to be. So it was clear they had a conversation with him, like Katie, you got to settle down, right? And he didn't know how to turn it off, but keep the intensity necessary for him to be a good player. But you started to slowly see the last couple of games, he started to get back into attack. I think some about playing Georgia, I think that turns him up for sure, right? Like he had that Georgia game where he kind of, he was a little, I think too turned up and he had to, dial it back down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's starting to find it. He's starting to become a better playmaker. The The play for me last night, seeing him knock down open shots or even contested three-point shots, very good thing. The play for me last night that encapsulated the kind of KD Johnson I want to see is when he got the steal and he went coast to coast. And instead of getting a charge at the end, he jump stops and hops to the side and gets the little floater yeah. layup over the I was like, that's that's the guy right there yep. mm-hmm. that can be a player. Because it was smooth. It was smooth. Like it was like it took everything though. It was ev- it was every bit of th- the things that you love about KD Johnson. Mm-hmm. The steal on defense, pushing it ahead, getting into the fast break, attacking the rim, mm-hmm. but then the under control finish in the in the open floor. I was like, yeah. Yeah, this this is a ball. That's 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 Katie Johnson, the ball player right there. That's not Katie Johnson, the act legend, right? Like he's not out there at the student activity center hooping. This is Katie Johnson, a basketball player right here. Yeah. I want I love seeing that about him. Uh listen, man, Auburn needs some dudes down the stretch. KD Johnson yeah. can be a dude at times, and they need him to be that dude if they're going to make a run over these last five games. Now we talked about what they needed to do over these last six games. Um Missouri was important. Uh, you know, uh, Bruce Pearl said, I hate to call this a must win. Yeah. But we got to win it. <laughs> uh, he knew he understood how important this game was. If you lose this game against the one of the worst rebounding teams in the country, I yeah. Yeah. So it was important for them to go out and dominate. In the post game, Bruce Pearl felt like, you know, they had a, an advantage at the five, right? Um, and so what I thought was good about KD was he was active and moving the ball. And because he was active and moving, you know, it allowed, uh, it drew some guys out of the paint and then allowed Janai to eat a little bit last night too. Eight of 13 from the field. He led all scores with 20 points. Yeah. So, you know, when those guys are moving the ball and they're doing their thing, it can be beautiful basketball. We saw some beautiful basketball last night. Yeah. Um, now, I know we're talking KD, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our guy, Trey Donaldson. Trey Donaldson, from Jordan, Air Jordan territory the don't yeah, last night it was. I, I was I was on the phone last night with Mike, and you know, I, if you guys don't know, I do. Um, I cut up the highlights for the basketball stuff that we post to the channel, and I was just kind of going through, looking at some stuff, and I had already cut up the highlight of Trey Donaldson, but I was just going back through looking at it, and I stopped and I was talking to Mike. I was like, wait, I didn't realize how far back mm. he took off from. Like him dunking is impressive because he's not like some. You know, he he's not Alan Fl- like Alan Flanagan looks impressive when he ducks, but Alan Flanagan is also six six, right? And so seeing him dunk from a distance, you kind of expect it now, right? It's like, right, okay, right. Al- Alan's got bunnies, he can do that sort of thing. Well, when we were walking out of the presser last night, Bruce Pearl stops me and goes, Did you see Trey's dunk? Did you see Trey's dunk at the end? And I was yeah, like, man. I saw it. So we yeah, they 
they, it was an impressive game. I thought everybody, like, you know, again, the type of game they played, it felt like everybody had that swagger last night. Those guys were playing with confidence last night, Ike. Yeah. And uh, they were taking confident shots. They were hitting open shots. They were taking smart shots. Yeah. You know, they were taking shots within the flow of the offense. No, and, you know, I uh, tweeted last night, um, Alan Flanagan looked smooth and under control last night. He had a shot similar to what KD had uh, on a drive coming from uh, the top side of the basket where it was just kind of like a one hand, like, you know what I mean? Like a touch yeah, it was the layup off. finished through contact uh, at the end, yep. Yeah, and it was just it was just so under control. The body control was impressive. And I was like, why can't these guys do this all the time? Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, so so clearly there's one major key for Auburn is playing teams that we uh we have the size advantage on because exactly. those teams are the ones that we basically go and beat up on for 40 minutes. Um, so but we've got to figure out how to be this team to your point more consistently. But um, you're you're not going to shoot 50 percent from three as an Auburn basketball team typically. But I think what if you hear, listen to Janai Broom in the post game, he talked about the strategy was just let it fly, man. We've got the advantage on the inside. Right. We're, we're, we'll go get the boards. You guys go shoot, right. right? And they were like, "All right, cool." But that confidence to say, "All right, just go let it fly, man. We got you. We'll go get the board." It, I think it allows for um, for your players to feel a little bit better when they're out there, not feeling hesitant to pull the trigger because. Another guy who was just kind of shooting it as if he didn't have a conscience at times. I mean, he didn't make a lot of them, but Zepp Jasper, two of five, he was letting it fly. Like five right. um, shots from Zepp seems like a high number of attempts even, but like he was two or three from three, but he was just ready to go out there and let it fly, man. And it's good to see Zepp Jasper shoot the ball confidently. Mm-hmm. It came to him in rotation. He just, all right, man, I'm going to put it up. And I like yeah. to see that from Zepp. Yeah, it was great. It was great seeing him shoot the ball uh, confidently. These guys can play, man. It, you know, yeah. we've been we've been saying Auburn needs shooters, and maybe we need to be saying Auburn just needs to make shots. Yeah, that's it. Bottom line, they have shooters. They just need to make shots, uh, and they're capable of that. Nine of eighteen, I think, from three last night. Yep, nine of eighteen. Nine of eighteen, fifty percent. Um, that is. I think that's around where they need to be. I don't want to see them taking 30 shots from three unless no. they're hitting 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like nine of 18 is a good 18 three pointers in a game is a good amount of three pointers for this team to be able to take and make, um, you know, the, the, the one thing from last night, I'll say that I just like the 15 turnovers is just too much, right? Like you force 16, but you can't have 15 turnovers in a game. So that's the one thing I think that still needs to get cleaned up. But it's good that, to your point earlier, Wendell Green with nine assists, zero turnovers. Uh, For a guy who dominates the ball as much as he does, to have nine assists with no turnovers is an amazing thing. I mean, gosh, the plus-minus stat line from last night is absolutely ridiculous. The only person with a negative plus-minus was Chandler Leopold. And that's the guy, I mean, Leopard, excuse me. Uh, or leopard, I don't know how, if it's leopard or leopard. Anyway, he's the only guy with a negative plus minus for the entire team last night. Mm. Um, so great win, great team win overall, man. So definitely glad to see it. But for me, the reason why I think KD is is such a key thing is if he gets his confidence where it's supposed to be, you have another guy who can go. Cl- the the guy who used to close out for us early last year when we were like, oh, this team could be dangerous, and they started that twenty some game undefeated streak. 
Mm-hmm. It was KD Johnson. He was the guy at the end of games, making big shots, taking big shots. He needs to get his confidence up, and this is the perfect time for him to start realizing that potential within himself and get more confident in his ability to play and make plays for other people as well. If he's going to play under control and he's going to be a confident shot taker and shot maker, dangerous team. Because we talked about last time, closing out games is a big problem for this team. KD is the kind of closer that you can have on your squad. Now, now we talked about closing out games, but we have probably not highlighted enough how many times Auburn has had double-digit leads early and let teams back in, mm-hmm. right? Last night, they did not do that. They shut the door. Uh, they got a double-digit lead early, and then they grew it to 20 and then 30 and then almost 40 at one point. Right. So I think uh, putting the foot on the throat. Yeah, very important. It's going to be something that this team needs. And, you know, when we talk about that, we talk about that killer instinct. Yeah. Can you put teams away? Listen, we're be- we're, we beat you. But now we're going to stomp. Yeah. Right. We're going to take away all doubt. And five minutes left in the game, we're going to put in the scrubs. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me back up. Let me not say scrubs. We're going to put in the guys who don't play so much. Right. Right. And then they're going to stomp you. Right. And you're going to feel it. And you're going to look back and you're going to look back at, at the game and be like, damn, we got whooped. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, it was it was th- it was a thorough thrashing of it was things. thrashing, right? Yeah. And that's what Auburn needs to do. I mean, they've got the guys, they've got the guys. So, um, you know, some questions have been asked. I've seen on social media about like, hey, man, if this team misses the tourney, it's time to ha- ask some hard questions. I think you don't have to wait for them to miss the tourney. You can ask the hard questions now. Yeah, they're asking them, right? And and because they're asking them, they're solving them. Yeah. So now, who do you got next? You got Vandy up next, Ike. And then uh, uh, you got Ole Miss at home. So yep. on the road to Vandy in Nashville, and then you come home to play an Ole Miss team. Both those those games need to be wins. Yep. And you got to get one of these last three down the stretch, preferably Alabama. You beat Alabama, you seal your turning fate. Yeah, no, no question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No you, question. You beat the team who right now is the number one team number in one the country. country. Yeah. Then you're, you're absolutely in their house. Yeah. That, now, that turns that turns people's eyes in a different direction. They're like, oh, wait a minute. This team is surging at the right time. Right. Now, Coleman Coliseum is not that hard a place to go play. Let's be real. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a daunting task for Auburn to go in there and get a win um, because the you other know, fans are just, they're mediocre, right? Yeah, they'll be turned um, up for this they're game. They're fair weather. But, I mean, they're fair weather, but yeah, yeah, they'll be turned up for this game. But let's but be real. Here, here, let, let's be real about this as well. If somehow... Alabama loses a game before Auburn gets there. It it's going to take some 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 wind out of their sails, so they'll be even less in that fair weather mode. So exactly. So but you know, it'd be, it it'd be it nice. Is. I actually hope that they don't lose any games before we go there, and we can be the team that beats them while they're number one. I think Auburn has a shot to do it. I yeah. think Auburn has a shot to do it uh, to get the win, and um, you know, again, just win one of these. Tennessee, I, listen. One of the worst offensive performances they had they've had all year. Don't duplicate that, and you beat Tennessee. Yeah, right. That's gettable. So, like when I say win one of these three games, last three games, uh, Kentucky and Tennessee are gettable. Now For they sure. were losable the way they were playing before. Yeah, they are absolutely winnable the way they played last night. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think. The that the final score aside, because Missouri missed shots that they could have made. Like they're a better three point shooting team than they shot last night. Last night they only shot twenty two point seven percent from from three. 
Uh, they started heating up in the second half of the game, but they're a better shooting team than that. Um, but the strategy again for Auburn in this game was run them off the three, right? This mm-hmm. is the, this is literally the exact same strategy that they had against Alabama, except it worked for them because they had the height advantage against Missouri, right? Like when they didn't mm-hmm. have the height advantage, that doesn't work as well. But um, that is uh, what I was getting to is the team that played last night, mm-hmm. as far as offensively, could beat anybody. Yeah, for sure. They could beat anybody. 100% agree. Yeah, I, there's not a team in the country that that team couldn't beat because of the, one of the things you mentioned, how well they shared the ball. The ball mm-hmm. movement was great. Number of assists for the team, uh, 15 total, excuse me, uh, 21 total assists on the mm-hmm. game last night. That team could beat anybody in the country because they <laughs> Our, play well enough. Just so we don't get carried away here, I just want to make sure that, that we state again. One of the worst rebounding teams in the For country. Sure. Yeah, right. The rebound disparity is ridiculous. Yeah. Thirty is was forty eight to twenty six. I would I would gather to say that it was the difference in the game because not only did Auburn hit shots from the field, but they got a lot of second chance points as well yeah. too because rebounding was so poor from Missouri's end. So, Sixteen uh, offensive rebounds for Auburn last night. Yeah, uh, uh, Bruce Pearl noted it. He said he they they felt like they had an advantage down low. They took advantage of it, and it led to a blowout. Now, um, uh, would you say it was it was it was forty eight to twenty six? Uh, forty eight, yes, to twenty six. To twenty six, like that'll get you beat most by most teams. Yeah, but like, let's. Uh, my point is that all right. So let's say it was closer. It's thirty five to thirty two. Right. The way they shot the ball and shared the ball, they're still in that game and doing really good things. Okay, so I just think that this team playing that well. As yeah, far as just their ability to share the ball, playing efficiently on offense, they could beat anybody playing that. Well. Okay, so it's a fifteen to twenty point win, is what you're saying, instead of maybe like a thirty yeah. point win. Okay, all right, yeah, sure. I, can, I, can, I can buy that. Yeah. I just want to make, I just want to we're not getting too carried away. Oh no, I'm not saying oh, we're going to you know, win the national championship now. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that. like that team was bad on the boards, and that will get most teams beat by by like even the worst teams if you give up, you know, twenty plus twenty two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, on the boards. Absolutely. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. We're going to get here into the comment section. Leanne's going to get us kicked off here and says, I think perhaps the real key is having Wynn dish like it, uh, dish it like he does. I saw my granddad after the game and he said Wynn had one less assist than the whole Missouri team. Wait, what? Created shots. So let's look at this. Assists for Missouri. Yes, Missouri had 10 assists on the game. Wendell had nine. They played a terrible game. Yeah. Like, listen, so, I mean, add that to the rebound stat. Yeah. I mean, this was, I mean, was it was Auburn's defense was so, so tight that they couldn't even dish the ball? Yeah. I mean, they shot 
Well, thirty one percent from the field as well too. So like, you can't get an assist if you can't make a shot. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the, they the were big, they were the big problem for Missouri, and this is this is essentially the big problem. This Missouri's team this year reminds me a lot of Alabama's team last year, and they are live and die by the three. Like they are very streaky. If we're hitting threes that night, then we're going to be formidable because mm-hmm. they take a lot of just kind of pull up and shoot the ball three because they have a bunch of shooters. Right. right. The the encouraging thing about last night, honestly, if you guys remember the Miami game, well, if you watch Auburn basketball, of course you remember the Miami game last year in the tournament. This is the kind of team Miami was last year with a bunch of guard-like players. Mm-hmm. They're going to play four-out basketball, and they're just really going to put you in isolation situations and go shoot over the top. Now, they had a better shooting night against Missouri than they did against Miami, which is okay. kind of what contributed to it. But this is the kind of team that gave Auburn trouble last year. Teams that had a bunch of guard types, one mm-hmm. through five, and they were just going to ISO you to death and they were going to shoot a bunch of jump shots. Auburn couldn't keep up. Auburn okay. had a better game against that type of team this year. The teams that Auburn has struggled with this year is kind of the reverse, are the teams with a bunch of bigs. If you're a big and you can dominate in the paint, Auburn struggles with you this year. Last right. year, we struggled with the fast, up-tempo guard-type teams. Now, mm-hmm. we still struggle with some very kind of high-volume shooting guards. But when you're one through five guards, now we're we're more physical inside, and mm-hmm. we can take that away from you um, and, and, and muddy it up a little bit better. But it's, it's interesting to see the dichotomy this year versus last year. Facts. Uh, Leanne said, good to finally meet you, Mike. Met Mike last night at the game, apparently. I did. I did meet Leanne last night. Um, it was, uh, I keep meeting you guys every time I go to the game. Um, <laughs> I, I had a, an uncomfortable, like, <laughs> this uh, This lady was with her boyfriend uh, in the uh, snack line, and she was staring at me, and I was like, lady, your boyfriend is right there. And then she comes <laughs> up to me, and she was like, my boyfriend's a big fan of the show. And I was like, oh, okay. So I shook his hand, but <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting moment. Uh, but I love meeting you guys. If you see me at the game, please come up and say hi. Uh, I love I love meeting uh, our listeners in real life. <laughs> um, you guys are not always recognizable by your, like, YouTube little pictures or Twitter sure. pictures. <laughs> uh, but I love, but if you, if you tell me your YouTube name, yeah. I don't know who you are. <laughs> yep. The YouTube name, YouTube handle is a lot easier to recognize than pictures. Some of you don't even have real pictures, so that hurts as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Damian Smith jumps in. Morning, a war report family. The game last night looks like when you play your little brother or nephew in NBA 2K. Missouri was reminded that they were the little tigers in the conference. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. They were the little tigers last night. It, it felt good. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't say this before the game, but I'm not going to lie. It felt good to beat a Missouri team handily the way that you're supposed to in a sport, as opposed to what happened in the football game uh, this fall. Yeah, where they like, like it was like we they fumbled the game back to us. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that was embarrassing. It was like it was the win that felt like a loss. Yes. And this right. win felt like, felt like a win. A win. Right. Yeah. This is sure. this is what we expected to see on the football field last mm-hmm. year when we faced Missouri. We're like, oh, we're gonna Missouri, whatever. We're gonna beat Missouri. And we literally they we needed their help to win the game. Yeah, I agree with this uh 100%. Now listen, let's be clear. Missouri came into this game with a better record than Auburn. Yes. Playing better. They were on a winning streak. They had a conference record, record. I think. I think it uh, just tied it with a conference record. Tied with a conference record. Uh yeah. but you know, hey, listen. This was a game that 
Auburn could have was a game. Wiley. This is a game a lot of people thought Auburn was going to lose. Let's 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 keep this list now, now that we've won the game, let's keep it tall. A lot of people thought we were gonna lose this game. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, for sure. The way that we're playing, the way they've been playing, I don't think that that's unfair. It's not unfair. I'm just I don't saying it's unfair, yeah. I, I'm just saying that in in retrospect, I'm not saying like you were wrong for thinking that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying let's not pretend like this wasn't a good win for Auburn because yeah, it was it, a good win. By no means did anybody walk into this game saying, "Oh yeah, Auburn's going to win." As a matter of fact, it was a lot of the reverse. It's facts. That's a so, fact. So them beating them this badly was a by virtue of Auburn playing a really good basketball game against a good basketball team. Yeah, I agree. Because you know we were frauds apparently to a lot of people. Oh, you guys can't beat anybody. It's like well. Yeah. And beat Missouri pretty bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it ends up. Leanne jumps back in and the said, Fraudies. <laughs> <laughs> if you had, if you add Zepp's six point, it was a great night at the two for sure. Agreed, Leanne. Yep. Got to agree with that. The, uh, 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 a spot on the floor where Auburn has needed productivity badly. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of it last night. Yeah, for sure. Steve Valentine jumps in and says he has his he had his tongue out like Jordan too. Listen, speaking of listen. Trey Donaldson with his he, dunk, he put his whole soul into that dunk. Yeah, like yeah, he I was mean, waiting for that moment. Let's be I mean, clear. I mean, listen, this Trey is was like man, just let me get one breakaway this year. I'm finished. Right? Yeah. Out. I mean, basketball players can go their whole career and never get a breakaway like that. Yeah. You know, and he took advantage of the moment, and if he had missed it. His teammates would have never let him forget it. Yeah. Because they were going to win anyway. So, like, it wouldn't have cost him the game. But I'm telling you, his teammates would have given him a lot of crap if he had missed that dunk. Uh, Man, he made it. So I, I, am, I am very excited to see where Trey Donaldson goes in his future with Auburn. Because he is a fierce, competitive defender. He's physical. Mm-hmm. He's tough-minded on offense. Uh, he's got good vision. Um, if he turns into a semi-productive scorer and a better facilitator, I think he he's a good facilitator. He's not. Wendell Green is just sneaky good at just about everything when it comes yeah. to basketball. Like literally, the only thing that prohibits Wendell Green from being an elite, like people when people talk about elite, is his height. If he was. Two inches taller, two inches. I'm not saying he's got to be six four. If Wendell Green was two inches taller, he'd be dominating every game just because he's crafty with the ball in his hand. He can shoot the ball from distance and he can, he goes to the hole without any fear. He's a good facilitator and he plays ferocious defense. If he was two inches taller, when nobody could, could guard Wendell Green, right? Nice, right. Trey has the potential to get and be that kind of guy. He's got to work on his offensive stuff. He's not he's not as crafty with the ball offensively, but I like Trey's game and his ability to control the pace of the game, mm-hmm. the way he plays defense, the speed and tempo in which he approaches it. He knows how to vary his speed. I'm looking forward to seeing how Trey Donaldson develops over the next year. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, and he has fabulous hair. So he does know, he have was, a good was, head of hair. So he was he's he was built for this, right? Yes. He was built for the limelight. Indeed. Ernest Vaughn jumps in. Could this little stretch start them heating up in time? Yeah, we'll see after this next game. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got essentially, like like we just said, three games in a row, won the first of those three, mm. where hopefully you can build your confidence offensively. Hopefully yeah. you can get a streak of a couple of games, and then you, you go to Kentucky 
and mm-hmm. and you you try to beat up on a team that is traditionally really yeah. good. Well, let's look, uh, to be clear, there's no such thing as a two-game streak, right? A streak is three games. Right. Uh, two games could be a fluke, and we just need to see it over these next. That's why we, we've been saying, beat Missouri, beat Vandy, beat Ole Miss, right? And then maybe people will start to believe a little bit. This is a beatable Kentucky team. That would be a hell of a streak with four games. And then compete with Bama, beat Tennessee. Yep. Five and one down the stretch, man, is definitely possible. But... Uh, if the, if that if bad Auburn comes back, right? Uh, so something if we, if worse. We, if we go and lay an egg, uh, two and four Saturday, is possible too. Yeah, yeah. you go right. and lay an egg Saturday against Vanderbilt, and we're having a completely different conversation. Yeah, for sure. So be Vandy, and and then we'll and then we'll start to have a different conversation. James Barnett jumps in, fellas. If this team shoots fifty percent from threes and plays defense the way we did last night, could could they win out? I, yeah, sure. But listen, man. Realistically, they're not going to maintain that. That that they're not that team. Yeah. Right. I think but I think a team that shoots mid thirties from three and plays defense like they did last night can 30s, beat most. High thirties. High thirties. Thirty five. I think would be good. Uh, I think maybe thirty. <laughs> listen, I ain't mad at thirty eight. Hey, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. They shoot thirty eight from three, then they're pretty good. I mean, because you're bordering around forty percent mm-hmm. from three. And I say 38 because that's that one extra shot you need at the end of the game in a tight okay. game, right? Uh, to close it out. So, you know, and looking at the numbers, they've lost some, they've lost some games badly where they were in the mid 30s shooting three. So I, I want them in the, in the high 30s to be safe. Not mad at that at all. Uh, Haley jumps in and says, I thought we were going to lose the second the whistle started. I thought, here we go. Okay, so I started this comment for a reason, right? Um, now, we've talked about Auburn having a stretch of poorly officiated games that have really crushed uh, any momentum they've had. And not we're not talking about Auburn trying to get back into games. We're talking about games that Auburn was leading, Ike. Mm-hmm. Right? And the refs just started blowing up all the momentum. <laughs> And the other team gets back in. Last night, the whistles were even. Um, uh, Missouri was 15 of 18 from the free throw line. Yeah. They shot 83%. Auburn was 16 of 20. We shot two more free throws than they did and only hit one more free throw than they did. It was an evenly called game. The whistles were even. And Auburn, if if every game is called like this, Auburn has plus three wins on the season. Agreed. Right. Well, this is already a 20 win team and we're not having this conversation about them not making the tournament. Now, ultimately, you can't blame the refs. Bruce Pearl would not blame the refs for, you know, why they are where they are. Ultimately, you have to play well enough so that this is not uh, part of the conversation. But, you know, we're we're (laughs) we're fans and analysts, so we get to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, these refs need to get their act together. Called the games like this. I just felt like the rest, there was only like one call where the ball clearly went out on Missouri. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Like, really? Uh, I can't believe they did that. It was right after Flanagan uh, uh, elbowed dude in the back of the dunk. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty ferocious. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he, everyone was like, oh, the dunk. I was like, yeah, that was a foul. Yeah, it was definitely an offensive foul. I'm, yeah, not, right. even, I'm, I'm not even mad that, uh, <laughs> that at anybody being like, I had to clear foul. It was. And he, yeah. he still. Yeah, they balanced <laughs> the universe, though, yeah. with, the, with the, the, you know, again, the ball was off Missouri and they awarded it to Missouri. Um, but again, if they're going to call the games like this, I think Auburn has a chance in every game. 
Yeah. You know, a better than good chance in every game. Uh, as long as it's, like you said, as long as it's a fair distribution where you feel like correct. the calls are going both ways. Like, okay, so they missed some calls for Missouri. They mm-hmm. missed some calls for Auburn. They got some call. I don't, I don't recall seeing a foul call where I was like, that wasn't even a foul, right? Like, there were right. some times where it was like, that was a foul. They didn't call it. Call, but there right. was very few times where it's like, yo, that's kind of a touch foul. Correct. Like, it just felt like they were saying, okay, guys, go play basketball. As mm-hmm. long as you don't do anything too egregious, we're good. We're going to we're gonna swallow the whistle. Now, if they're going to call it like they did Texas A&M, I mean, whoever's on the, the receiving end of that bad officiating, you're going to have a hard time beating anybody. Right. Right? 39 free throws to 14. You know, and again, we 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 noted if the percentages hold, but the free throw disparity is even. Auburn wins, beats Texas A and M by double digits, but they hit thirty one free throws, Ike, because they shot thirty nine, yeah. and Auburn only got fourteen, and they just weren't calling the fouls evenly. It was not a great game. The SEC has to take a look at officiating, and you have to grade these officials harder. They cannot be allowed. I would even venture to say that, you know, the same way the SEC office calls down in football to trigger a review, call down in basketball and say, what are you guys doing? Right. We're watching this on TV. You guys are calling an awful game. Get it together. Call this thing right, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you remember that scene from Remember the Titans where (laughs) dude walks up and he was like, my God, if you don't call this fairly, I'm going to see every one of you thrown in jail. Right. <laughs> right? We need one of them moments <laughs> yeah. from Sankey. Come down and throw these dudes in jail, man, or something. Make them yeah. call it right. That, that, I think um, SEC officiating, and I've said this before, it's really hard to riff. Like, regardless of the sport, it's very hard to be an official. But at some point in time, you got to, like, like, maybe even go into the halftime Here's a question. What do officials do at halftime in these like very big, high profile on television? Like at halftime, do you guys go in like uh, teams do and you go and you talk about what you could have done better in the first half? Like Mm -hmm. they should if they're not. They should be out there saying, hey, man, uh, hey, we we, we kind of screwed up the whistles. Like, we look at the whistle distribution and you look at some of the fouls you were calling, it's like, hey, we got to do better the second half. Do they do, they do that as officials? I, you know what? That's what we we need to see if we can get somebody from the SEC officials um, on for a building rapport. I will yeah. see if we can do that. Oh, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to see would, if we can do that. That would be dicey. That, that would be... The interview of the century, Ike. Like, can you imagine having like an official? I mean, we might be able to get a former official. <laughs> yeah, maybe a former official. Maybe not a current yeah. official. Maybe a and don't let the officials talk. Yeah, uh, yeah I like, don't think we can get a, a you know, current they, one. Like Bruce couldn't even get the official to talk after Tennessee. <laughs> the guy was just like, ah, maybe, Bruce, maybe somebody I'm out from here. the SEC office. Maybe from the SEC office that's over officiating or something. <laughs> you see, Bruce tried to talk to the official after the Tennessee game. He was trying to get an explanation. The guy, yeah, like, ah, I, like, I, don't, ah. I don't want to explain that, man. You yeah. lost. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right, game's over, Coach. Where uh, I got, a, I got a flight to catch to the next game. So. <laughs> and then uh, last one here, YouTube burner account says the crowd was more hype at a Berman three than the Trey slam right before. Oh, yeah, it was. It Listen, this student section was nuts. Yeah. They were going crazy. Up 30. Every foul call, they were just going nuts on the refs. 
It was an amazing environment. Neville Arena is truly one of the greatest home court advantages in college basketball right now. I was I was blown away by it. But when Berman, anytime Berman hits a shot, and what's what's the other guy? He got in at the end. Oh, his name is That's the guy whose name I was screwing up earlier. Uh, um, Chandler is his first name. Chandler, yes. Yeah. Listen, they wanted, the crowd wanted so bad for this kid to hit a three. He, he took a three um, and he missed it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, it was, it was just, it was crazy to watch. I mean, they were having fun. Everybody in the stadium was having fun, uh, and uh, it was great. And you're beating great the team by, by by that much. It's, it's yeah. a lot more fun to watch a game. I'm not going this, but see, like that's one of the beautiful things too about this team and this crowd is that like they're gonna go nuts, you know, up five or up thirty. They're just gonna really just have a good time uh, in that arena. So it's it's always good to see the uh the jungle come alive man but uh that's it man we're gonna get out of here we appreciate you guys everybody but our i don't know what you're doing over there with your life but um we appreciate you guys dropping in with us the morning drop we are back at you guys tonight <laughs> with the midweek rapport uh we'll be talking a little bit more auburn football I wish everybody a good day but our <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't i don't the comment made absolutely no we, yeah. we literally have a morning show every freaking morning where are you guys after losses we're right here <laughs> we're buddy here. At, at 10 o'clock eastern <laughs> the same place we've been every other day we we came on here and talked after the texas a&m game that was i just yeah. don't even understand yeah. the comment so yeah and, and we're going to be here tonight yeah. so welcome yeah. to you since you're newly initiated into this whole situation apparently but yeah, thanks, thanks for watching buddy click the subscribe button while you're here and uh we will be back at you like i just said tonight for the midweek rapport until then and as always war eagle will holla at you next time peace Right.